This is Daniel Hagedorn for Preparing Kids for Life at PK4L.com. And our podcast is for all things parenting. This is day 64 of our 365-day journey with you. You know, my wife and I, we are so passionate about helping parents reclaim their rightful place as the number one expert on their own kids. So our podcast focuses on the time-tested principles any parent can learn and apply to build an emotionally safe home and help their children thrive. So we talk about every parent's most basic fears because these have been our fears too. Things like, I don't have what it takes to be a good parent, or I'm not qualified, or I'm going to mess my kids up. You know, as parents, we will do anything to help our kids. And since our ceiling is our children's floor, we owe it to them to always be learning and growing. For 365 days, you've been invited into our experiment, and we're committed to walking alongside your journey as your personal outfitters, guides, and allies every day, every step of the way. So I wanted to, to talk about, in, in today's episode, this idea of how fast our kids grow up. You know, it's interesting. I, I remember um, almost, it, it seems like from the moment of my daughter's birth, every single person that I had a conversation with would first comment how amazing and beautiful and cute and, and adorable our daughter was. But then right after they finished that, they would say something along the lines of, enjoy it while you can, they grow up so fast. And you know, I'm one of these people that I, I'm, I'm kind of on the sentimental side. And so I really took what they said to heart. I, I wanted to enjoy everything that I could. I wanted to truly get the most out of every second that I could with my daughter. I, I didn't want to look back and wish that I had spent more time or wish that I had done that or wish that we had gone here or wish that, you know, you fill in the blank. I didn't want to live with a bunch of regrets about all the things that I coulda, woulda, shoulda done as a parent to get the most time that I could with my daughter. And you know, it's interesting when they're, when they're a kid or when they're really young, you can appreciate that. But at the same time, you're not really, you're, you're stuck in this, this sort of limbo where you can't really do a lot with them. And so then you, you sort of have to keep functioning in your life. And so you're doing work or you're doing other things and you're kind of keeping an eye on them and checking in with them, but you're not really, you know, bonding because they can't even talk yet. And then that eventually merges into, you know, you, you intervene and, and get involved when, when you need to or, or engage and and then time more time passes and, and then you just sort of have these periodic moments where you just look at, oh my gosh, you know, it just seems like yesterday they were getting out of the hospital. It doesn't mean like just yesterday their first tooth grow in. You know, you just sort of, you start going over all the firsts. And it's interesting because I look at, you know, my dad who passed away a couple of years ago and as he got near the end of his life, I kept thinking about all the lasts, the last time we did this, the last time we did that. 
And it's interesting what happens through the passage of time is it has a way of distilling our, our thoughts and, and sort of wrapping our, our heart around those things that are most important. And so I had to, you know, I had to be really intentional about pulling myself out of my world and making sure that I was engaging in my daughter's world. And one of the things that I learned very early on is that I, as a man, only have two gears, engaged or entitled. And I'm either thinking about how I'm involving myself in my family and how I'm engaged with them and what's going on, or how I'm kind of detached and and just feeling like I'm entitled to have this space, or I'm entitled to that, and I'm entitled... And again, I'm not trying to say that we need to be with our kids 24-7 and, or, or we're failing somehow. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about those moments. You know, I remember I had a conversation early on with, with my daughter. She was, I don't know, probably six or seven. She may not even remember this. I don't know. But I just asked her, you know, I said, what, what could I do to make... Uh, to make you happy. You know, I was just trying to figure out you know like what what she really wanted or like what what could what would really make you happy, you know, sweetie and and she um she she just said I wish you didn't have to work so much. And you know, I I stopped immediately and I said, "You know what, sweetheart? Thank you for telling me that because I wouldn't ever want you to think that work is more important than you. And so I started making a point of, you know, whenever possible, dropping what I was doing, even if it was just for 10, 15, 20 minutes, and just connecting and doing something with her or or doing that because the last thing in the world I ever wanted her to think or grow up believing was that work or something else like work, even other people, was more important to her. I, I wanted to make very clear to my daughter growing up that God was first, my wife was second, she was third, and after that came everything else. You know, I think I think that it's important to have that balance because if we don't, then what ends up happening is kids grow up thinking they're the center of the universe and and they're awesome. They're amazing. As incredible as they are, they are not the center of the universe. They they are not number one. God is number one, and then the spouse, and then the child. And you know, it's it's been really quite an experience to live this out and see what that looks like and feels like in real time, living it out with my daughter. And I can't tell you how... Um, how rewarding it's been, you know, and, and how much I cherish these times. You know, I I even think about this. I, I know that I need to go on more daddy-daughter dates even with her, you know, but we go for walks and we do we do things and you know, I'm just I, I realize too that my my job as her dad, I'm not I'm not the one who's going to train her how to be a lady. I'm not going to help her become a lady. My role is to help her know and understand how a lady 
should be treated. So like when we go for walks, I make it a point of you always walk on the inside so that I am closest to the street. Now, we don't really have to worry about streets filled with, you know, horse poop and and mud and muck and water that won't drain. We have modern cities now, but but back in the day, that's that's why that started is because if if a car or a carriage did come along and something were to come up or spray up, it would spray on you and not on the lady. That was the point of that. Make it a, a point of showing my daughter. I My daughter is so awesome. You know, I have her trained now. She waits for me to open the door for her. I want her to, because I want her to know exactly how a lady should be treated. I, I That's why it's so, it's such a powerful thing to, to treat your, your spouse with honor and with respect. And, you know, unfortunately, a lot of times, you know, there have been times when my daughter's even said, you know, dad, I don't think you really, you're not talking to mom very nicely right now. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're right. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You're right. I, I need to be more honoring, respectful. And I haven't been. And, and it's, it's cool because, you know, it's, I mean, it's sort of embarrassing to get corrected by your own daughter on one hand, but on the other hand, how cool that she recognizes that. She recognizes how, how I should be treating my wife. She knows that. And if, and if I'm not, then, then she points it out, you know, and, and that's one of the, that's one of the sort of frightening and, and also awesome, amazing things about kids is they, they really become a mirror. You see yourself in them and then they will show you yourself. <laughs> and, and of course, when they're younger, it comes out with, with them saying things that you don't think they hear or don't think they understand. And then they repeat it to other people. And you're like, oh my gosh, you just feel horrible. You're so embarrassed. But then later on, they see it. And kids, they are, they are very sharp. And what happens is our, our children, they watch us they see how we treat other people. They see how we treat them, obviously, but, but even the, you know, the spouses. And if we have other daughters or, or sons, you know, they, they see that, the, the family, and they, they watch that and they're observing this. And our kids are listening to our example much, much, much more closely than they are listening to our words, to our advice, to our direction. And don't get me wrong, advice and direction is important. It has a place, it's valid, it's valuable. But the most important thing for a kid to see is it, is the thing. It, it's important. That's why it's so important. The best, you know, they say the best thing you can do for your child, have a great marriage. Let them see what it looks like, how men are supposed to treat their wives, how wives are supposed to treat their husbands, right? Our children need to see that. They need to see the synergy of, of mutual respect, the synergy of mutual honor, the synergy of, of love between the two. They need to see that. We can't lecture them about it. We can't give them a PowerPoint on it. We can't have them read a book on it. They need to see it day in, day out. And if we do, then amazing things happen. It's the same thing with our relationships with God. You know, it's, it's interesting in some ways, and it's tragic in others, that we have 
88% of Christian children walking away from the faith by the time they reach the age of 18. That means that that the church in America has a 12% success rate. That's sad. And I just wonder how many of those kids are walking away from a family where they never saw the power of God alive in their mom and their dad. They just never saw it. They may have gone to church every Sunday. They may have gone to midweek service uh, every week. They, They may tithe regularly. They may do all of the religious things, but they did not see the power of God active and in their life. And that's That's a huge deal. Again, we can't truly give our children something we don't have. It's, it's, I mean, it's a crude example, but it's like money. Um, If I don't have a million dollars, I can't give you a million dollars. No matter how much I may want to, no matter how much you may need it, no matter how good and noble the reason is. It doesn't matter if I don't have it to give you. And this is, this is why it's so important. You know, I've said this in other podcasts, but we don't have to be parenting gurus. We don't have to be Jedi parents, you know, dropping pearls of Yoda wisdom on our kids. We don't need to be perfect. We just need to be true to ourselves. We just need to be authentic. The only thing, I've I've said it before, I'll I'll keep saying it, but the only quote-unquote unforgivable sin that a parent can commit is hypocrisy. Our children don't expect us to be perfect. They don't expect us to do or say the right thing. They do expect us, though, to be ourselves. And you know, it's, it's a cliche, but it's so true. You are awesome but you make a lousy someone else. And so all of this just sort of came to mind and I was I was reflecting over this. I don't know why, I was just sort of maybe in a sentimental mode or whatever, but I just thought about what I wanted to share on, on, on the podcast and it just really occurred to me that I, I want, it's just a constant uh, reminder, kind of a constant gentle nudging in the back of my mind about always wanting to make sure that I'm, I'm letting my daughter know how important she is, how much I love her, how much I, I care about her, how much I want to see her become an amazing woman. I want to see her enjoy everything that God made her to be. And I don't, I don't want to get in the way of that. I want to do everything I can to help her discover that, to help her step into that, to help her fully experience the design that God has placed on her. And I know you want the same thing for your own kids. And I don't know where you are. I don't know how many jobs you have to work. I don't know how many how much stress you have to deal with. I don't know what your daily life looks like. I have no idea what it's like to walk a single step in your shoes. But I do know this. If you are tuning into this podcast, you love your kids. And not that you have to tune in here or I'm not saying that. (laughs) I don't want to make it weird, right? But I'm just saying 
that obviously, obviously, if you're if you're tuning into a podcast that's about parenting, it's because there's some sort of desire on your part to be an even better parent than you already are. And so a lot of a lot of what's going on here is that we we want to be the best parents we can be for our kids. And like I say in the introduction to literally every episode, we are truly the ceiling of our children's floor. And whatever we don't deal with in our lives, our children will. And that's exactly why it's so important that we think about, you know, what kind of a legacy we want to leave for our kids that lives on in them, that gets then transferred to their kids and so forth and so on. And this is really what it is. It's just about loving our kids with all that we are. And again, no matter what your situation is, no matter what's going on in your life, I know that you love your kids. And I just encourage you to just put that on the back of your mind. Figure out, even if it's just five or 10 minutes, figure out a way to spend time with your kids, to connect, to to. to to bond with them somehow. You know, one of the saddest conversations that I had with with my students um, was this boy. And you wouldn't expect it because, you know, he was a he was well liked, uh, really nice, genuinely nice young man, very well liked by his peers. Uh, he was a very intelligent man and young man. And and um we were having a conversation one day and he, he just said, you know, um, I uh, I'm gonna see my dad this weekend. I said, "Oh, really? You you don't you don't see your dad very much?" He's like, "Well, my my dad he travels a lot, you know, and and so I I just don't get to see him very very much." And you know, but my dad always tells me, you know, that even though we don't see each other that often, you know, the time that we have is is quality time. You know, and he said he paused a minute and he had to kind of collect himself because he was starting to choke up with tears. And he said, "You know, but." I'd just give anything for some quantity time. You know, I I personally think it's impossible to have quality without some quantity. Because at the end of the day, nothing says you love your kids more than your willingness to spend the most precious possession you have on them. And that is your time. So I just encourage you, find a way, find a way to spend time with your kids. Find a way to give them that gift and it will come back to you a hundredfold. Because the worst thing in the world is to look back over your life and have a regret. It's it's the regret for things we didn't do that haunt us. So make the choice today you aren't going to live in such a way that you'll have a regret over what coulda, woulda, shoulda when it comes to your kids. I just want to say thank you so much for listening in. There are literally hundreds and thousands of podcasts out there. You chose to give us your precious gift of time, and we are grateful for that. Definitely check out our website, pk4l.com, for more resources, and please click on the link in the show description to download your free ebook. Building an emotionally safe home as our gift to you. Remember, we are with you 
every day, every step of the way. Until tomorrow, have a great day.